Hour four of First Up continues. This is TSN 1050, Aaron Karolnik and Carlo Koliakovo. It's always a treat to chat with our next guest from Sports Illustrated. He covers the Toronto Raptors. Also, I am a follower of, her, of his, I should say, on TikTok. Fantastic TikToker. It's Aaron Rose. What's going on, buddy? Thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. I love that. I, I got to figure out how you do it. Like you got to see how Aaron Rose does is it. A TikTok. Yeah, Aaron Rose is a star TikToker. Wow. He's got like the his face talking over different videos. Wow. Very high tech, Aaron. I'm impressed. You do that all yourself? From my kitchen, so it's really not that high tech. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but uh, yep, it's a lot of fun. All right. Well, good work. Good work. I think the Toronto Raptors could have probably used some of your TikTok skills, maybe to edit the videos and make it look like they actually showed up last night in Cleveland. They got, they got it handed to them. Let's be honest here, Aaron. And yes, Fred Van Vliet wasn't playing, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But do you think this may have been a little bit of a reality check for the Toronto Raptors going up against one of the top teams in the East after playing some pretty poor teams over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's... It, I have said for a while now that it's been really tough to judge how good this team is. They've obviously looked much improved since the trade deadline. But when you're beating teams, I think they won, what was it, seven of their last eight before last night's game. But their wins have come against a bunch of teams in the bottom five of the league, Detroit twice, Orlando, Houston, uh, San Antonio. And then they beat a Memphis team that was without John Morant and two other starters. They beat uh, a really struggling New Orleans Pelicans team without Zion Williamson. So I was not really impressed with any of those wins. So I was waiting for this game to say, okay, are the Raptors for real? Now, it was difficult because it was the second night of a back-to-back and that's a tough game. But at the same time, like, they did not show up last night. So if you're looking at who, how do you stack up against playoff teams, well, none of the teams you beat are playoff teams, really, at least the way that they were constructed when the Raptors beat them. So how do you look against playoff teams? Well, Tough to judge entirely based on last night, but they certainly did not look like the playoff team last night. The Raptors, their next couple of games, they play Chicago and a back-to-back against Washington. So those are the two teams that are currently trailing the Raptors in the East. It's, uh, so the Raptors are 30-32, and 32, Washington 28-32, and 32, Chicago 28-33, and 33, and then Indiana a couple games behind that at 27-35. and 35. So I think we're going to learn a lot about the Raps as far as the next three games go, Aaron. But... Back to Fred Van Vliet, who did welcome his third child uh, last week, and congratulations to him and his family. And, you know, we do recall Fred Van Vliet excelling post-childbirth back in 2019. But what type of significance do you think, not the childbirth will have on Van Vliet, but I think his place in the rotation with the Raptors, considering some of the recent moves, we haven't seen them all together all that often. So I don't think this season will end in a finals MVP vote for Fred Van Vliet. I don't know. Hubie uh, Brown, he'll hook it up anytime. But, but I think you're right in the sense that having him back uh, hopefully tomorrow night, and again, congrats to his family, as you said, should stabilize the rotation a little bit more and give them um, some more juice against these three teams that, as you mentioned, are really big, are these two, two teams, three games uh, against Chicago and Washington that are really big games in the playing conversation. So it probably shifts Gary Fred Jr. down to the bench, which gives you an extra valuable bench player, probably bumps Jeff Dowden out of the rotation, and that's no slight on Jeff Dowden, who's been a, a really sort of valuable bench piece for the Raptors, but probably isn't a, a high-end rotation player uh, on a team with playoff aspirations this year. But you saw last night, a ton of turnovers for the Raptors. Uh, at times, they looked like sloppy and didn't have the energy and couldn't really handle Cleveland's guards. And I think having Fred 
uh, sort of stabilizes those things. So uh, a calmer presence, OG should look better when he doesn't have to play with the ball so much. Yak should, you know, more pick and rolls with Fred Bandley. Just anytime you can add talented players to a rotation makes things easier. And guys who are veteran and poised and, and, as I said, stabilizing presence like Fred should make it easier for everyone. Aaron, um, the Raptors' approach at the trade deadline was an interesting one, considering most people expected them to be sellers, and they end up being buyers. They bring in Pirtle. But you look at the strategy behind it, there were some people saying that you know the reason for it because you wanted to protect Scotty Barnes and you wanted to have him grow and develop in a winning environment instead of um, you know a losing one and, and obviously a, a developing one. How would you think his play has evolved um, in the last couple of games with, with Pirtle being in the mix? Yeah, Nick talked about it the other day at practice that uh, his role is going to have to change a little bit. I think at the beginning of the season, we thought Scotty was more of the point guard. and It didn't really go particularly well. They came into the season saying they wanted the ball in his hands. They were going to move Fred off the ball a little bit more. I think at times Scotty struggled with that earlier in the year. And then right around the start of the new year, he started playing more of a center role. He was screening more often. He was getting the ball sort of on the roll more often, passing more often, and he was thriving in that role. But yeah, Jack and Pirtle into the mix, and he sort of slides into that center spot. And now Scotty is sort of, and I wrote about this a little while ago, sort of in that in-between position again. So he's not the point guard, because that's probably not the best role for him, uh, at least when Fred's around, but he's also not the center. So that means he has to play a little bit more on the perimeter. We've seen him struggle with that at times. But Nick said he's an okay, I think Nick probably inflated his numbers a little bit, but he's an okay catch-and-shoot uh, three-point shooter. So I think the Raptors need him playing with confidence and taking that shot when it swung around him, when it kicked out to him, take that three-point shot. He's still getting a feel for that a little bit. They need him taking the ball up in transition. So playing that point guard spot in transition, maybe not in the half court, but there's going to be some fluidity to his position. But I think he's going to learn how to play with a center because long-term he's not a center for this team. So having somebody like Jacoperto around allows him to learn probably what his position is going to be for the future. Is it closer to a three or a four or is it closer to a one or a two? I think the Raptors are still trying to figure that out for him. Aaron Rose is our guest. He covers the Toronto Raptors for Sports Illustrated. Yesterday, Aaron, we saw something that had not yet been done in the NBA all year. 0 and 138 were teams down 27 points in a game. And it was the Lakers, led by LeBron and Anthony Davis and Jared Vanderbilt, who came back against the Dallas Mavericks and won in spite of being down so much. A very impressive performance by them. LeBron was a little hobbled after the game. But are you buying the Lakers at all in the Western Conference here, or do you still view them as the same old Lakers we've seen through the first 60-plus games? And I'll bring this back to the Raptors, because I think talking about trading for Kevin Durant earlier in the year, or what have you, it is so important to have depth in the NBA. You need to have star players to win a championship, but you can't do it just with star players. And I think that's what we're seeing now from the Lakers, where, of course, they have their star players at the top, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But the trade they made at the trade deadline, bringing in three guys and, and adding depth to your rotation so that you just you can't do it with just two guys. So when we were talking about trading away you know, OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. and maybe a couple other pieces just for Kevin Durant. Well, that would re- leave the Raptors really, really fit. Yes, Kevin Durant is a superstar player, but you need to have depth in the NBA. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Lakers. You add three more guys. And I think, do I think they're Western Conference championship contenders? Probably not. Again, it's always tough to count out LeBron James. 
Uh, Toronto fans know that probably more than anyone else. But at the same time, I think that they're certainly a playoff team, and I don't think anyone in the Western Conference is going to be happy welcoming LeBron James and those Lakers to town uh, in whatever it is, the first or second round of the playoffs. Make sure to follow Aaron on Twitter, at Aaron Ben Rose, and TikTok. As great as a follow you are on Twitter, Aaron, I think your TikTok skills are... Um you know, really good as well. So I mean, when you say skills, his his like listen, video he's got, production he's got some or his, cool or his things. actual dancing. Well, it doesn't know. He doesn't do dancing. Okay, he does okay. analysis, the raps, and okay, the jazz. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. His I'm going to send production. you a Coco, and we'll uh, we'll get you to follow Aaron as uh, great all if of he our can followers do, like, the dances when he yeah, da- do some dances, Aaron, as you break down Nick Nurse's defense against the Washington <laughs> Wizards. All right, can we get you to try that? I will do my best Isaiah Livers impression. Yes, nice. really nice. well done. Uh, nice. Well done. Fiaka had him dancing on the court. <laughs> nice. uh, thanks for this, Aaron. Thank you. All right, Aaron Rose from Sports Illustrated. TikTok underrated vehicle to build one's brand. My Aaron Rose are, is doing my kids just are that. Time into TikTok right now, and it's actually pretty cool. Like they've learned a couple of dances, um, but man, they are obsessed with it. It's dangerous. Upset. There is a theory that TikTok will be banned in North America in the not too distant Why future. Why is it like a Chinese company, right? That owns it, and because it's Chinese. Everyone, well, that and it's so addictive. You know, it's, oh. it's harmful to people's brains, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> well, then, what do you say about the other? Well, that's and that's a fair point. Instagram and Facebook Instagram? and Twitter, all the same stuff, right? Is Snapchat still Snapchat's a thing? still a thing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. The kids love Snapchat. Soon your kids will be on Snapchat. No. Yes. Yes, they. I will. want the phones removed from my kids. Right now. <laughs> all right, we've got uh, a lot of good stuff still to come, including Liam McHugh from the NHL on TNT and MLS broadcaster Liam McHugh. Fantastic debut presentation from Apple. MLS, and not so fantastic for Toronto FC. We'll get to that with Liam next.